Have you struggled to get everything done? Have you looked for every trick to be more productive? How much do you really understand about how productivity really works? This is Crushing the Clock, a podcast where we explore the nature of productivity so you can actually get back your time and energy, making a difference in both your personal and professional lives. The importance of health is nothing new. However, as individuals keep chasing time and try to get things done in a fast-paced world, health becomes a much lower priority. It's mostly something to set aside until our body says otherwise. Although this is mostly true for most people, many still want to have a balance between nutrition and productivity. And in fact, having good health helps you be able to be more productive. Nate Palmer, coach and the best-selling author of The Million Dollar Body Method, talks about these specific things. He joins us today to be able to talk about how you can be able to embrace efficiency with the right focus, training, and nutrition, and essentially being able to take your fitness to the next level. So we're going to look at these different areas of nutrition, fitness, and productivity, and how it can be able to apply to us. There's some different things that he talks about regarding scarcity and maintenance, some different things that you can be able to look at also as good alternatives to some different things that you're looking at. And we're going to look at some different things that we can be able to do with training and nutrition to be able to help get us on the right track. There's a lot of great information that we go into. And so I want you to stay tuned and listen to this conversation that I had with Nate Palmer. I think that a lot of times we think of nutrition as like one of two different ways. It's either what do I want to eat right now or like I'm on a diet. How do I lose weight? And I think those two things are kind of both disparate entities. And I'd rather have those kind of combined to be like, what should I eat in order to feel the way I want to feel and execute on the things that need done? And I think that as like high performers, as entrepreneurs, this is a better question to ask ourselves. And I think that changing that question can really change how you view nutrition as well as just kind of the world around you. Mm-hmm. I think of uh, macronutrients, proteins, fats, and carbs as all being different levers. They're all different ways of communicating with your body. So once you know, what does a carb do? I consider that high impact fuel. So if you're going to run a triathlon, if you're going to be outside all day digging ditches, you need some carbohydrates in your body. What does a fat do? That's a low impact fuel. It's going to help you with like writing stuff. It's going to help you with being on point for podcasts. It's going to help you with like the mental acuity, sitting down and doing that deep work that you need done. What's protein do? Well, that's going to be a, a driver for muscle growth, rebuilding, refueling, repair of your body. And so like, that's something that we always want to be have on hand uh, to enable our body to heal and feel like it's at its top level. So once you start breaking things down into like, what lever do I need to pull in order to feel the way I want to feel? I think it changes the game nutritionally because no longer are we like, what do I want to eat? Because for me, that answer is always a Cinnabon, you know, and more like, what do I, how do I need to feel in order to have the best morning possible? Like I got a lot of my play, got a couple podcasts, got all these things, got to write this email sequence, got to film this video. Well, I need to have a great breakfast that's going to give me the energy and the ability to knock out those things at a very high level. Yeah, I think that's really interesting the way that you put that. I've personally listened to and read a lot of different nutrition related 
things. And so I've struggled my weight for years now. So I've been listening and watching and basically what you said is kind of the thing that I've been taking away, but I have heard the opposite, like you said, where people are pushing to the extremes and always having that diet brain is what I've heard. And it's like, and there's always that struggle and that pull, but being able to get to that middle to where it's like, what's a balanced thing that I can be able to do and do that and be able to look at it from the approach of what do I need to make myself feel the way I need to feel in my body? And one thought that I had as you were going through that and you were explaining the benefits of each of the macronutrients is that the needs that we have may vary from day to day or the time of day that we have as well to be able to feel ourselves appropriately. Totally. And I think that that's key. I've noticed a couple of commonalities, especially with entrepreneurs. This is really born, this idea, like the, what they call the million dollar body method or glycogen priming has born out of working with one of my good friends and clients here in Arizona. He was building a roofing business and he said, Hey, I need more energy. He's like, and I was like, cool. Are you trying to lose some weight? He's like, no, I got about 30, 40 pounds to lose, but I'm not necessarily trying to lose weight. I don't have time to train. All my energy goes towards my business. I eat out every single lunch because I'm on the road 10, 12 hours a day. But when I get home at 6 p.m., I don't have any energy for my family. I got to crash on the couch and watch Sports Center for like 30 minutes before I can even like attempt to hang out with my kids. He's like, how do I have more energy? I'm already crushing three monster energy drinks a day. What do I do? So that like that's where this approach was kind of born from is, is helping him address the energy issues, not necessarily even a weight loss thing. So we tweaked his breakfast, made it really fast, easy so he can get on the road. We tweaked his lunches. He said, by the way, I'm eating out five times per week and that's not going to change. What can I eat for lunches? So we made sure that he had a couple of good restaurants he could go to on the road, figured out what he should be eating at those things that made sense for his afternoon, that he could get a lot more work done, check those to-do boxes off, and then figured out what his dinner could be if he's not necessarily in control of it, if his wife's cooking, that sort of thing. So fast forward two months, I was like, hey, Jason, how's everything going? Well, like, where are you at? He's like, oh my gosh, my energy's amazing. I feel so good all day. I got all this focus to be closing customers and be on the phone and stay focused on all these little ticky-tack things in my business. And I get home and I feel really good and I have good energy for my kids. He's like, it's amazing. I was like, that dude, that's so awesome to hear. Like, that's exactly what I've been looking for. And then he goes, oh, by the way, I've lost 22 pounds in the last two months. And I was like, whoa, like without even focusing on fat loss or meal prep or taking your Tupperware to like grandma's house for Thanksgiving, you were still able to lose that kind of weight in two months. And like, so that's kind of where this was born from. Whereas we, when we focus on energy, the health and the weight loss that comes, but when we focus on weight loss, we lose out on the energy. We put ourselves in this stagnant place. We deprive ourselves and then we inevitably backslide. There's a reason that there's a 95% recidivism rate in weight loss, which means that 95% of people who lose weight gain it back and then sometimes gain more for good measure. That's because when you're in scarcity, when you're always deprived, if it's always like, hey, you can't have that food, that's dirty. That's not a clean food. That's a dirty food. Then you're never going to escape like that mental roadblock of like, you can't, right? Because like for most of us, like when you say you can't do something, one thing you want to do, whatever it is, right? That's what you want to (laughs) do. So if you go, hey, you know what? Everything's on the table. You can do whatever you want to. You can have pizza. You can eat lasagna. I got like, you know, dessert. But if you just do it in this kind of way right here, I'm gonna give you a framework rather than a diet. Just fit the pieces where you want it to fit. Then it's all of a sudden it's like, oh, I see that I can see the light at the end of the tunnel. I can see how not only how I can feel really good doing this, but I can do this for the rest of my life. And like, even though maintenance, Joshua, is the least sexy topic of all time, like maintenance is sustaining stuff, it's the most important. Because if you can't sustain it, then why even do it in the first place? Yeah, I've definitely experienced some of that too, doing some of the different dyes and things like that through the years. It helped me be able to lose weight in the short term, but 
being able to maintain that sort of diet long term would not be feasible and probably not even healthy in many cases as well. So yeah, I can definitely relate to a lot of what you just said there. I think a lot of other people can too. And I don't know the science, but I imagine that when you have that just in your head, sucking your head, I can't do this. I can't do this. I can't do this. Just over and over your body starts to respond negatively to all those negative thoughts that you're having as well. I would assume. Yeah. And like if everything you're putting on yourself is like, can't, won't, don't off limits, you get stuck in this like negative cycle. I think it goes back to scarcity, right? If you have a scarcity mindset, then it's hard to live a life of abundance. If you have an abundant mindset where it's like, hey, I can eat whatever I want to. Is it a wise choice to have pizza for breakfast? Probably not. You know, like then it's just, it's a different mentality. It's just shifting your vision just slightly to get to the point where it's no longer about like, oh, I just want to have a handful of M&Ms. It's like, well, does that, has that handful of M&Ms serve me right now in this moment? Probably not. You got a lot of work to do. You don't want something that's high sugar. It's going to be dragging you down. But if you want to have those after dinner, when you're already going to be shifting off towards bed, like it's acceptable, totally fine. But make those decisions based on what you want, not necessarily what you're hungry for in the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that could be hard, especially if we're talking to people that are like high performing people, they might be in stressful situations. And I'm definitely one of those people. I've definitely probably in the last six months or so really come to realize and accept that I am an emotional eater. And so when I'm stressed, I tend to eat and I eat like whatever I can grab, which is usually not something that's good. So I tend to do that. What would be some good alternatives or good ways to be able to manage those stressful situations? to be able to manage things? Yeah, that's a good question. And I think that like, number one is understanding like, hey, that's my proclivity. When I feel stressed, I go for this thing. Then it's deciding, hey, do I need this in my house right now? If you're always going like something like salty and you're grabbing the chips or whatever, maybe not having the chips in the house is probably as a good way to ameliorate some of those cravings or like, you know, once you just take it away, make it a little bit harder to access, sometimes even just something like that can be a big change. Like, Rather than having something like on the counter, now it's up in the pantry. You added one extra step, added a little friction to it. It's harder to get to. The next thing is, again, just like being self-aware enough to be like, I am feeling a little stressed out right now. I'm really craving those chips. Let me have a big glass of water right now. And if I'm still hungry in 10 minutes, I'll go have the chips. Again, it's not off the table, but you've given yourself enough space to make the right decision if that's not actually what serves you. I really don't like being like, no don't have Oreos ever again. It's like, okay, you can have Oreos. Just give yourself a second, take a breath. I love the idea of delayed gratification in all things, right? You love blizzards. If you're like, man, I I never die because I don't want to have blizzards. I'm like, well, you know what? You can have your blizzard. Have it on Friday night though. You know, so give yourself four days of anticipation to really enjoy that like idea of like, oh, I'm going to have this. This is my night. This is my cheat meal or whatever it is. And then when you have it, enjoy the hell out of it. Just really get into it. But you don't get to have it in the moment because that's where we make all the mistakes. But if you can set yourself up for success by being like, you know what, I do want that pizza and I'm gonna have it on Saturday afternoon during a planned time when I really want it and I'm gonna really enjoy it every second when I have that, you can separate yourself from that. You can create this self-confidence of like, I am mentally tough enough to keep myself from doing what I want in the moment. And then that just snowballs into this really positive mental state a really positive way of thinking about food and also not having to deprive yourself. Another thing that makes me think of, because I do love Oreos, <laughs> but when it comes to those moments, in the moment being able to delay that, from what it sounds like, we need to plan beforehand, before we get in the moment, have a plan in place so that when we get in the moment, we say, okay, I want this now, but I know I'm planning it later. So maybe that's like on Saturdays at lunch, you're like, this is my off plan meal, it's my cheat meal, whatever. And picking a day when you're like, 
Like I've had a couple clients who were like, you know, had lots of cravings, lots of things like that, where they would keep a journal of things they wanted to eat on their cheat meal. And when it came down to it, they wouldn't eat every single thing on their list because they'd get to that moment and they'd be like, oh, I want to have, I'm now I'm going to have Oreos. I'm now going to have a blizzard. Now I'm going to have whatever it is. And so they don't need all 15 things, but they've made that list now. They've been like, okay, I can have these things. And when they get there, they can enjoy those things guilt-free. So yeah, maybe it is setting up one night a week or one, one meal per week that you can enjoy the things that you like without like guilt or any sort of repercussion because guilt around food is no bueno either. Yeah, exactly. When, when you start having that guilt, that brings in some of those negative thoughts and emotions and all that as well, which again, someone like me, a little more emotional that kind of leads back to seeking and eating the wrong things. And so it becomes a pretty bad cycle. Absolutely. So one thing that you mentioned, and we kind of touched on this here, but being able to have some what you call technical nutrition and training to be able to give us the advantage, not just in our nutrition, but helps us in our other areas of life as well. So what are some other things that we can really look at and plan for? I think that like, if we start to consider training and nutrition as important to our success as personal development and reading and meditation and those sorts of things, because I feel like health is at the baseline. It's like the building blocks. The man with his health has a thousand dreams and the man without has only one dream. So if you can make sure that your fitness and your nutrition are solid and in place, I get that not everyone wants to geek out about the hip angle on a Bulgarian split squat. They don't want to talk about all the macronutrient profile of a steak versus chicken. You know, like no one cares about that stuff. They care about results. So when it comes down to it, we just need to make sure that these things are in place. And then I almost want to say they're a little bit boring. You've got this, uh, you got your nutrition dialed in, you got your training dialed in, and they're both like a little bit rote, almost monotonous. And I think that point when you start to become, like you start to master these things. Bruce Lee says, I don't fear the man who's practiced 10,000 kicks one time, but the man who's practiced one kick 10,000 times. So that's how I feel about tactical nutrition and training is just making sure that everything that you're doing is pointing back to the end result that you're looking for. So whether that's to be like, hey, I need to be focused all morning and then I got to check all these boxes in the afternoon. I have to really crush this podcast today and then I've got this speaking engagement later. But everything that you're doing is focused on how do I be the best, show up in the biggest way during these critical moments in my life, in my work. Mm-hmm. So that doesn't really talk about like the what behind it, but I feel like that kind of encompasses the mentality of, of t- like nutrition and training though. Does that answer the question? Yeah, and I think that's really important, though, because I mean, we talked about some of the specific tactical things. We looked at the macronutrients and trying to time things, and those are some of the more tangible pieces, but it's definitely very important to be able to have that mindset. That way you can know why you're going to do something, why you're approaching something a certain way, because sometimes the tactical pieces can change. Like from day to day, our needs may change as far as like when we need our energy or when we need to be present and things like that. Some people work maybe rotating shifts or something like that, and they might need to work something or just from year to year, our body changes, our needs change as a result of our bodies changing. And so we might need to make some modifications in some of the different things that we're doing. But if we have the strategic side of it, then we can be able to make those other changes as needed as we evaluate the whole thing. Agreed. And I think that's why I like a framework better than I like a diet. Because like with the million dollar body method, you can apply the whole 30 to this. You can apply the Mediterranean diet to this. You can apply paleo to this. You can take whatever diet you like and apply it to that framework because the framework is all about working with your body's natural processes to create energy, which leads to that lean physique, to those like the healthy habits, to the like the lower visceral fat and all the like the decreased insulin resistance, everything that's going to propel you towards more energy, leaner body, and just better health in general. So when you can apply this 
framework, you can take the framework, like you said, maybe your needs change on a day-to-day basis or a yearly basis, things are changing, but you can keep the framework with you. You can always have success no matter what food is around you, no matter where you're at and no matter what your needs are. Yeah, no. So for those people that are just listening, uh, a couple times now you've held up your book, The Million Dollar Body Method. So why don't you go ahead and give us maybe a little uh, plug for the book and where people can get that. Awesome. Yeah. So called The Million Dollar Body Method, The Entrepreneur's Diet for Superhuman Focus and Rapid Fat Loss. You can grab it on Amazon if you want to. I can also share a link, Josh, that your listeners can download it for free. I'll just send out the ebook or the Kindle version to anyone who wants it. But basically what it is, is it goes through the what I consider the seven daily investments that people who want to have radical focus in their life and their business and want to have a lean body and drop fat quickly need to be prioritizing on a daily basis. So the seven daily investments that are going to help you get what you want, have the energy to do it, and then also feel really, really good the entire time. Those are all in the book. We can talk about them, but like a sneak peek, three of them are just breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So it's really only four extra things. And most of them, you're probably doing some derivative of already at the moment. Okay. And that actually kind of leads me into a thought then when it comes to like building habits because that's one thing I was just thinking of when you were saying that it's like oh now we need to establish some new habits but as you said it's probably things that we're already doing so we just need to learn to be able to make some modifications maybe in those habits so what are those other four just a quick preview so the first one is a morning routine I call it the high ROI morning routine Basically, when before I had kids, I got a four-year-old and almost one-year-old right now. Before I did that, I had like, you know, 30 to 60-minute routine, wake up in the morning, take it nice and easy, meditation, gratitude, get a little exercise in. It was just relaxed. Now, when I wake up, it's all hands on deck and everything is crazy and the house is on fire. So <laughs> basically, I have to get my morning routine done in like under 90 seconds. Otherwise, like it's not going to happen or I got to wake up even an hour earlier. So basically, it's wake up, first thing, have... 32 ounces of water first thing in the morning, and then do 60 seconds of explosive exercise. Not necessarily in that order. Basically, that could be jumping jacks, shadow boxing, jump squats, burpees if you're a sadist, whatever you wanted to do. What's going to happen is you're going to shift your body from that sleepy state to sympathetic nervous system dominance, that shake and bake, that like we call it fight or flight, but there's not a lot of, you know, saber tooth tigers anymore. So I prefer shake and bake. So you get up, you get hydrated, you get active, you turn your body and your brain on. The second one is liquid assets. It's literally drink a gallon of water today. And a lot of people are like, what about me? I live in like this climate and I'm this tall and I'm this like whatever. I'm like, just drink a gallon of water. You're probably not getting enough yet. I try to get about a gallon and a half a day, but most people aren't even touching that. They haven't had a gallon of water this week, let alone this like in one day. So just start with that. The third one is training, making sure that you're doing a minimum of 20 minutes of some sort of activity movement every single day. And then the fourth one is the final deposit, which is something that I have people do either before bed or right after work. But it avoids that entrepreneurial trap of working every single hour of every single day where you're like, oh, just one more thing. And for me, it's like, oh, I got to check Instagram. And like my daughter's sitting right here and I'm like, sorry, honey, Instagram is more important to me, you know? So it avoids that trap by taking everything out of my head that I did for the day. Entrepreneurs are so bad at this because we're always like, I suck onto the next thing. And then you go, you write down, what did I do today? What am I proud of? What was important to me that I got done today? And just kind of journal those things out. I just put like, you know, three to five things that I'm happy that I got done that I'm proud of. And then the next part is I call it win the day. It's basically write down everything you would need to do tomorrow to have an incredible day. So fitness is a big priority for you. It's like, hey, get my workout in, go on the podcast, meal prep for the week, you know, whatever, and then meet up with this person, you know, like whatever those things are, you've taken them out of your head. So you're no longer worried about them. You know exactly what your steps are for the next day. You know exactly how to make tomorrow a success. So you're relaxed. 
you've been able to turn off and then you're more effective the next day. All we're trying to do is create this virtuous cycle, the opposite of vicious cycle, to make sure that you have more energy, more clarity, and more confidence as you go through the things that are important to you, which for most of us, it's not training and it's not eating salads. (laughs) One thing I noticed is that, I mean, a lot of that isn't necessarily just nutrition related it touches on it but it's those mental pieces there that help us be able to get the right mind frame which then help the body get in tune but totally going back to the water i definitely agree with that i had an incident back many years ago i'm not gonna say how many years because it might date me but (laughs) i was younger working in a factory and it was hot and i started getting dizzy and i was seeing all kind of multicolor things all around me and all kinds of different things i i didn't know at the time but i was getting like some heat exhaustion and approaching into getting some pretty bad territory there and so as a result of that after i learned what it was i'm like okay i gotta drink a lot more water because basically my diet at the time consumed of uh mountain dew and that was about it maybe a sip of water here or there you can tell it's healthy because of the color yeah, exactly. Same color antifreeze. Mm. <laughs> antifreeze, uh, <laughs> nuclear waste, and Ooh, yeah. all that. So, yeah. But anyway, so that's where I lived on. So I switched to, it's like, I need to make sure I'm drinking plenty of water. And I didn't know how much water I needed to drink at the time. I didn't do any reading. This was back in the early 2000s. And I didn't have a lot of those resources myself or I didn't know where to look for it. And but anyway, I just knew that I needed to drink enough water that I would be going to the bathroom like every two hours. That was kind of my my gauge. So, and it ended up turning out to be where I would be drinking, like in the summer, it would end up being 150 to 200 ounces a day. And sometimes like in the winter, it'd be closer to probably to hundred, something like that. So I came to about to where the numbers that you were talking about, just based on trying to get myself to make sure I had enough water. And I didn't have issues like that since then. But now I start to learn those early warning signs when I'm starting to notice some of those things like, oh, I need to get some more water. I think a lot of us, like a warning sign that a lot of people will have is when you stand up and you get a little that, that, you know, that like little, like low blood pressure is kind of what causes it where you kind of like get a little of the fuzzy black on the outside and you're a little dizzy, you got to put your hand on something. You probably dehydrated at that point. You need to get some water in you. But yeah, man, like most people are, don't drink more than a cup of, of water every single day. Most of our liquids come from fancy coffees, alcohol, and soda. So just getting people to drink more water is like one of the key things that like not only is going to improve your energy, if you're, if you're dehydrated, you just feel like a piece of shit all day long. A 3% decrease in, in hydration levels, Josh, can cause a 30% reduction in strength. So if you can bench 200 pounds, you're going to drop that to 140 pounds with, with 3% decrease in hydration, which it's a lot of dehydration, but still like it's crazy how much that can factor into your energy and your, your abilities. Plus, your body literally cannot burn fat if you're dehydrated. The way we burn fat is not at the gym. It's not in the sauna. It's only when we're at at rest at night, we're breathing out moist air because to burn one pound of fat takes about 30 gallons of water and like 28 pounds of oxygen to burn one pound of fat. So it's all done at night through our respiratory system. And if you're always dehydrated, that that process is significantly slowed. So if you're even you're dieting, you're working out and you're doing all the right things, you're taking the supplements, you're not drinking enough water. It's not going to happen. And it's so frustrating, but it's also free. You can drink water, you can walk and you can fast. And those are the three best things you can possibly do for your body. And none of those cost any money. Hmm. Yeah, I like that. And that's a different view on how our body burns fat than what you normally hear. Because you normally hear about like, doing the exercise to burn the calories and burning more calories than you use and different things like that. But I really appreciate 
the way you said that. I hadn't heard it in that way before, though. And I mean, not to talk shit, but I feel like there's a lot of misinformation out there from people on Instagram and stuff who have like great genetics or are taking steroids or doing these other things. And they're just like, yeah, it worked for me. All you got to do is just go on the treadmill and just run for an hour. And that's all you have to do to burn fat. Or you just have to lift weights or do these things. And that's just burn fat. But a lot of people don't have like the scientific knowledge of actually how the body works and what levers and knobs that you have to turn or twist to get the result that you're looking for. Your body's a complicated like chemical laboratory. It's not a it's not a simple math equation where you put in one extra treadmill session and you equal out one pound of fat loss. You gotta adjust these little things. You gotta you gotta learn how to manipulate your body's natural chemistry as well as how do you work with your body rather than kind of go blood force trauma, which is what all of us do with like when it's talking about like just diet and exercise exercise, diet and exercise, diet and exercise, diet and exercise. That's like white knuckling yourself and hoping that you're going to eventually get there, but like killing yourself in the process. And it just doesn't have to be that way. If you have a little bit more understanding of what it takes and how your body works. And you can only get that by taking some time to actually study the material and also try things, try a lot of stuff. Because at the end of the day, like million dollar body might have some great principles in it for you, Josh. Like it might have like for the seven investments, you might be like, yes, this is for me. Three of them, you're like, I don't really need the final investment or the final deposit. I already have my own system for that. And that's totally cool. You got to find what works for you. I just like to say that if, if you are an entrepreneur, if you're a high performer and energy is a focus for you, then I have not yet seen a, a diet plan on the planet that is more effective than the million dollar body method. Yeah, I think that's really an important thing that you were talking about there, that there's a lot of things out there where people promote that this plan is the plan for everybody. And if you're not seeing success, it's because you're not following the plan, as opposed to, like you're saying, you have a framework and finding that framework. But then within that framework, there's all the individual pieces that you need to figure out and test and things like that, because each of our bodies, like you said, is different. And there's whatever dozens of different things inside of our bodies that need to work right for the fat loss, for the energy, for the different stuff to be able to work right. And so we just have to learn what works best for our bodies in those situations. 100%. That requires just a little bit. That's not a sexy answer, right? You know, we no. want that. We want that easy pill. We want that Amazon Prime results. Yes. But uh, I think that it, <laughs> but if you want to have sustainable progress, I think a lot of it is trying things, seeing what works. And like this book is basically, it's a four week plan where I break it all down for people. My previous book's called The Passport Fitness. It was all based on, I traveled a lot with my wife. We traveled for about 13 months. And I was like a guide to how do you stay in shape when you're traveling, when you're moving around, if you're a pharmaceutical rep, if you're always on the road, always in hotels. But it was just a collection of tips, right? With this book, what I wanted it to be was you pick it up, you apply the principles for four weeks and you get to see, does it work for you? how well, what do you like about it? And those, like, I think that's important because if you don't see results from something, why are you going to keep doing it? You know? So I consider this like phase one of three phases. Phase one is a 28 days designed to get you a lot of momentum. It'll help you drop a lot of fat and start seeing those, those results. So you feel really good about taking that next step forward and continuing on with the uh, progress. Because if it's like, oh yeah, like, just keep doing it. It'll eventually work for you. That's not motivating. You're not going to feel it. So you got to balance like the nutritional pieces with like the psychological pieces of motivation and how we can keep people on point. Cause I can give you the best diet in the world, but if you don't see it working for you, you're never going to do it. That's how it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Man, this is good. I, I like this. And this isn't a nutrition podcast, so I'm not going to like delve in too much deeper than what we already have. But if people want to get more of that, where would be the best place to be able to get a hold of you and your resources? So you can connect with me on Instagram at Million Dollar Body Method. You can grab the book on Amazon, or like I said, I'll give it out for free. You can go to n8trainingsystems.com slash book. 
And you can just download the Kindle version or the ebook. I'll email those to you. So that's N, the number eight training systems. I can give it to you after the show for the notes as well. But then if you wanted to be a part of the, we have a Facebook community of about 1800 people. You know, I'm always putting out the highest quality content in there. Always doing like live trainings and workouts and nutrition plans and stuff like that. I just released an entire meal plan based off of the million dollar body in there. And you can get to that by going to n8trainingsystems.com slash group. That'll get you into the community. So any of those places are kind of the best places to connect with me. All right. Well, very good. I really appreciate the time that you spent with us and all the information, because I think one of the things that is lacking a lot of times when we think about productivity is the nutrition, the way that we fuel our body. And so I think it was really important to be able to talk about this. Yeah, because I think that like a lot of people think that it's like, okay, it's personal development and productivity over here. It's diet and exercise over here. But in reality, they're married together. You cannot separate the two. You can't have a high performance body where you're only putting like unleaded, like BS gas in the tank of your Ferrari, right? We have one body, right? We're all driving around Ferraris. And why, how are we going to keep putting in just the stuff that drags us down that causes our engine just like just to be just filled with junk and expect to have a high performance lifestyle? You know, we can't do both things. So you cannot separate those two pieces if you want to have it all. Absolutely agree. Well, thank you again. Appreciate it. Absolutely. It's a pleasure to be on. Thanks for having me, Josh. Make sure to follow or subscribe to this podcast in your podcast player of choice so you don't miss an episode. If you have any questions or comments or you want more productivity resources, visit crushingtheclock.com. I would love to hear from you. And I'll catch you on the next episode of Crushing the Clock.